Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh god. How how many times do you think we can start that episode with that and it be relevant still? The entire rest of the fucking season. <laughs> I mean on the uh on the trajectory we're going on, I think oh. that's not far off. I got oh. some trajectory stuff for us later. Don't worry. Okay. Don't okay. worry. I will uh, I will be able to show you how often we might be able to use that. <laughs> Is that a beer or is that apple juice? No, this is ginger ale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> None of the above then. <laughs> None of the above. I was like, Nate, what is, th- this isn't healthy for you to watch Ducks games anymore. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I could crack a beer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I, um, I, I'm right there with you. So it's... <laughs> I, I could crack a beer, mix it with whatever other alcohol you put in front of me, and I would still have a better time the next morning than the majority of ducks fans do watching a hockey game at this point yeah it's it's just rough (laughs) it's atrocious it is atrocious was was it last episode where i said it can't get any worse yeah you did and i said get just just wait for it we haven't hit the basement yet oh boy was i wrong (laughs) i still don't think we've hit the basement yet that's the sad part (laughs) but like but actually though how how much worse can it get like actually all right, you want to know what ground floor like destination fucked is? Yes. All of this not for the number one overall pick. I know numbers two and three. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. uh, what, like what's what's it? Uh, Michikov and uh, somebody. I, no, I don't no, remember. Michikov. Or Michikov. Yeah. yeah. Michikov hey. is the the one we got last draft. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, like don't get me wrong. Like by my understanding, they are very good players that would be number one in their own respective drafts right like if, yeah. if oh, oh absolutely are, like if they were in all separate drafts i get that but yeah connor mcdick like this would be worse than the buffalo sabers missing out on 2015 connor mcdavid oh 100 this would be worse, worse yeah. than that yeah because i like yeah. at least so that's at that least is the sabers were like competitive ish yeah. that year ish. like like they, you know, they had the possibility to win a game in regulation. But. They had a, the possibility to win a game. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. Christ, yeah. Uh, Adam Fantilli is the other guy that's hopped up the rankings. Uh, Mitchkov yeah, is actually is, currently yeah. projected as the fourth overall pick behind Leo Carlson from Sweden, who I have not heard of oh, until okay, now. That's and a change. Adam Fantilli is number two, and Bedard is not. That that's not going to change at all. So no, yeah, Bedard is not. It's not going to be a Shane Wright thing by any no, no, no. Of, oh yeah, suddenly yeah. Bedard's going at number three. Yeah, no, not happening. Connor Bedard is being no. taken, and I was kind of thinking about it actually the other day, just uh, randomly because I didn't, I didn't want to think about the Ducks. Let's put it that way. Um, Fair. I was like, man, like it seems like really, like recent i guess that like you know mcdavid got drafted and we have like another generation generational talent here then i thought Mm -hmm. about it and i was like wait a second this is connor mcdavid's eighth season in the nhl Mm -hmm. which was 2015 was his draft and then i thought okay well who's the other generational talent would have been Sidney crosby Mm -hmm. 2005 so 10 years there i'm like yeah, no, we're actually right on pace for that. And it, now yeah, it's like I close, just yeah. feel old, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like, like in a, in, a, in a weird way, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, Connor McDavid, or even, hell, us, uh, t- uh, 25 years old, right? We're still young, fairly young, mm-hmm. right? But then you think about it that way of like, oh, yeah, Connor McDavid's in his eighth season in the NHL. And I'm like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> isn't That's it fun. like isn't it like twenty five when your brain like supposedly is fully developed, or like twenty four, twenty five, something like that? I have no idea. That is question for Google. When does your brain? I feel like mine's just going to be underdeveloped the entire time. Oh well, we knew that. Yeah, we're talking about and I can think hockey alone. I think for that, <laughs> uh, it says mid to late twenties. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, twenty five on. According to research, the brain develops until age 25 when it reaches maturity. That's from goodrx.com. So real reputable source there. Most of them say 25 to 30, somewhere in there. So. so what I'm taking from this is that there is still time for the Anaheim Ducks and the Calgary Flames to do damage to me. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Like <laughs> long-lasting permanent damage. <laughs> um, Holy fuck. <laughs> when a... Well, ducks were nine, like started in '93, right? Yeah. So next year is their thirtieth season. Well, thirtieth year. I shouldn't say thirtieth season. Or no, yes, next year. I, yeah, teams most of the time like they don't they don't go by like the seasons played. They just go by like okay, when was the the franchise the year, established? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So next year. Um, I was trying to think, like, oh, is this if this sure. team was a brain, would it be fully developed? And unfortunately, the answer is yes. So might as well fold the franchise and move it to Quebec or Halifax. Take your pick. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! If this is peak maturity right here. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, nineteen ninety-three. I had to double check because I was like, okay, like. Was it like the 93 season, which is 92, 93? Or did they actually start in 93? So that'd be the 93, 94 season. Yeah, 93. Yeah. I was second guessing myself there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> this uh, this team will make you do that. It'll so just actually, yep, get you all backwards. Or that technically be... Is that next year? Or is that technically in two years? Because tw- like 23, 24. 
Well, next season is 23-24. Yeah, you're right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, yeah, never mind. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Yeah, so yes, next season. You got this for the, the next hour and a half. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of like actual seasons, I guess it wouldn't be until two years, but the season that they play in their 30th year as being a franchise would be next year because of the 0506 lockout. So, yeah. We're both right. Look at that. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, fuck. Let's just do it, I guess. Let's talk about. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I, uh, I, I can keep this pretty short, actually, because the games were similar i can like there's i have a couple things individually but then more overall so don't worry we're not gonna go game by game we're gonna (laughs) salvage everybody else from that because if you did watch this game yeah don't need to go through it again there's no which which one which one either one doesn't (laughs) matter both If you were unfortunate enough to watch both. Um, and if you didn't watch them, we're not going to put you through experiencing that anyways. So, or at yeah. least very minimally. Oh, fuck. I just looked at the deserved winometer. This is going to oh, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Let's get into the games against Ottawa and Toronto. So, we'll start in Ottawa. Well, actually, in. What is it? Katana? Is that where they play? Yeah. Yeah. Or Kanata. Kanata, right. Katana's the sword, which yeah. I would have much preferred to just <laughs> take that instead of so take they, that straight to the eyeballs. They should have fallen on. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, but, okay, now, okay, sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm going through a history thing here. Um, <laughs> just to further procrastinate talking about this game. Which isn't even the worst of the two. <laughs> I was I was gonna say like, oh, this is what you know, like what they, yeah, this like I was saying like this is what they, yeah, Katana is what they should have fallen on. But then I'm like, no, 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 wait, they use a the Japanese used a different sword for, uh, yeah, Sifuku. yeah, I forget um, what it's called, but you're right. So I, I'm double checking what the sword is. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I'm I'm making sure I get this right. Yeah, we got to be historically accurate on this exactly. show. We're, we're not accurate about a lot of things, but history is one of them. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. come on where is it where is it just tell me what it is you're uh you're making lots of dead air here i'm sorry uh oh i guess like katana is not like the traditional name by the looks of it anyway oh really um is either a oh god i'm gonna butch this so i apologize to anybody if they speak japanese or are japanese uh a tachi, which is the long sword. Okay. A wakisashi, which okay. is a short sword. And then a tanto, which is a knife. So it's um, the one that they used for seppuku, or was that? It, uh, it was any of them. Oh, okay. Just whatever you had. Yeah. Didn't matter. But I think then it, I'm trying to remember. I feel like it eventually became like there was a specific one for it. I could be totally wrong, though. It's been a long time since I've looked at Japanese history and this kind of stuff. Um, All I know is that there was a... You have those jokes with friends that like, if anybody overheard, they'd be a little worried kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I had those with some work friends that we would jokingly like swap in and out uh sudoku 
uh, and seppuku. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like like on purpose or yeah on purpose. Yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like especially around the around like kids or whatnot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go seppuku or something. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're fine. Don't yeah, worry. So, so, that, <laughs> so that way, when they go home and they say, "Mom, what's Sudoku?" Then they can. There's a, like, oh, the parents a can actually yeah. answer it, and not be like, "Why are you teaching my kid these things?" Yeah, yeah, that's smart. That's really smart. Uh, for those of you who don't know, though, to sum it up very quickly, uh, Sudoku was a uh, uh, it was Japanese like ritual suicide, essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if um, correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here because you probably know a little more than I do. It was like um, something that they would do it like in battle, like if they did something dishonorable in battle or if they were like captured, they would do that to avoid like being tortured. Is that kind of more so? It was kind of a what it was? few, di- yeah, different thing. Like it was capital punishment as well. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Um, which is like what it's like best known for. Um uh for like disgraced samurai uh i'm I'm reading off the wikipedia page here now uh for especially for those who committed a serious offense um robbery corruption unprovoked murder treason um yeah um and but then yeah it was used as I could be wrong on this, so I'm going to say take it with a grain of salt. Me saying this, but I think it was used as a way to like not be captured or yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah, I mean, if um, someone else like has a knowledge of this that's yeah. listening, then let us know how wrong we are about just guessing yeah, it, at it, history. It, so. it, basically, it was either a capital punishment or it was an honorable thing. Actually, okay. So yeah. gotcha. Interesting. Um, well, speaking of. Just like, <laughs> what would what you call it? Like large, heinous crimes? Is that what you... Capital punishment? No, 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 but there's something else you said. And I thought, oh, uh, okay. serious offense. Serious offense. Yeah, speaking of a serious offense, especially on the eyeballs, uh, <laughs> Ducks lose 3 nothing to Ottawa. Uh, not to take away from other serious offenses that people do actually commit, but <laughs> this, uh, yeah, was not good. 78.7% in favor of Ottawa. Um Ducks weren't ever really in this game, I don't think. Like, yeah, they had some chances. They had there was decent moments, but like when you're when you lose three nothing to the thirty first place, are, are they still all the way down? No, there? they're uh, they're a little bit farther up now. Um, as of recording this episode, oh damn, twenty second. Yeah, okay. they're twenty second. So yeah, they've they've done they, they've picked a it up bit a better bit. as a okay well i mean it makes me feel a little better but still not fantastic um what, and they did just beat yeah. the canadians tonight actually three two but montreal i think is down there uh, oh no they've picked it up too they're 21st so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well there we go see all the teams that were like down and around us like the last I don't know, say a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Now they've just figured it out. They've started to turn their seasons around and string together some wins and like, you know, take away some positives. And we're still just like, okay, here's the to be mediocre, (laughs) not even mediocre. No, just awful. Okay. Here's the bottom five for you. So from 28th to 32nd, uh, in 28th is our good friends, uh, the San Jose Sharks with 25 points. Well, that warms my soul a little bit. But Uh, 29th is the Arizona Coyotes with 22. Mm-hmm. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets with 22, the Chicago Blackhawks with 18, and the Anaheim Ducks with 17. 
Now, you might go, oh, okay, yeah, Chicago has only 18 points. Like, there might be a silver lining here. We're only one point back. Uh, I yeah, guess they played four less games. They played three less games. <laughs> They're 7, 16, and 4 compared to our 7, 20, and 3. Rough. Yeah. So yeah, there's your idea of what the bottom five looks like right now. Oh, okay. Um, 78.7% no on yeah. the deserve to win a meter. Expected goals, 4.22 to 2.28. That was a lot of twos in a row. That was. 4.22 to 2.28. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody that's listening. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So, I mean, Ottawa kind of right where they're supposed to be. Actually, you know what? We... You just look at that, and we had a good solid defensive game by only allowing Ottawa three goals instead of 4.2. Yeah. Either we, we, we just did couldn't or, do anything else. <laughs> we did, or Lucas Dostal did, at a uh, 1.22 goal save above expected. I mean, you take that 3-on-0 that we gave up, and yeah, you turn that, that alone, into what should have been a goal, then there you go. You've got that four. So yeah. that that is the one goal saved above expected for Dostal. Was that three on O? Yeah, Dostal <laughs> uh, threw up a nine twenty one in this game. Oh boy, yeah, that's that that deserves <laughs> an applause. Like, wow. And some of you might go, well, I mean, it was against the sense. Yeah, and remember, we're the fucking ducks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that three. Okay. You know what? Yeah, let, I, you know, let's let's just close in on that three on zero alone. Mm-hmm. You are in the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. I I think like off the top of my head, I can only think of one other time I have seen a three on zero break with that much time, mm-hmm. and that was a game that was in overtime. So there's only six guys on the ice at the start. Yeah, that was oh, who was that? It was Vancouver and uh, I forget I forget who it was against. Anyway, oh oh oh, I know which one you're talking. You know about. the one I'm talking about? I think so. Didn't somebody trip and take out their own guy, and then the yeah. other guy was not prepared to defend because yeah. the other two were like, <laughs> he's like over in the other corner, it. like yeah, waiting. And then they yeah. Were, yeah, and then they were like, oh shit, and then it was three on zero. Yeah, and then yeah, but who were they playing? Anyway, that's the only one I can think of otherwise. And again, that was a three on three. So yeah, you get. Two, you get two guys run into each other and one guy is like not ready for it. Yeah, that makes sense. The three on O, was that not during five on five play? It was. How yeah. the fuck does that happen? When four like, guys decide is... they want to change when in when the puck is in the neutral zone and oh, they have no sense of urgency, that's like, like that that's is the that happens. perfect that, like that is going to be the textbook example that I grab if I have anybody ever say to me, "Well, like, because I, like, I, I've, I've been on record saying, like, I don't believe there's actually a defensive system in place here, right? Yeah. If anyone wants to argue that, I'm just going to show you that clip. Yeah. Tell yeah. me there's a defensive system there that, because believe it or not, the defensive system does apply to the offensive zone as well, right? Yeah. How you're going to get back to play defense is part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I-, I will just show you the highlight of the three on O that Ottawa got. And thank fuck for Lucas Dostal at that point. Yeah. Oh, do you have it? Oh, I know I don't have it here. Oh, okay. I was but, uh I'm, I'm trying to find um, it here, but just just grab a screenshot because I don't want to get flagged. Yeah. Um <laughs> but like 
like that that is the textbook th like thing thing that I will show you that there is no system here whatsoever. There is no fucks given whatsoever and not in the good way people. There is no yeah. care anymore. Like Car like you were talking about how like once this team just, you know, isn't doing it on the ice or anything like that as well. It's not just mm -hmm. post game stuff. We're at that point. We have been at that point oh. for the last five games easy. Long, long past it. Long yeah. past it. Hundred percent. Something has to change at this point. Um, uh, sorry, do you remember what period that was in? Was it second period? Second period, I think. Yeah, because it was the. I think it was the long shift. Yeah. So I'd be second. Are there, are there just like no highlights for the second period or in this? <laughs> I mean, there's no goals or anything in the second period, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um. You just keep talking. I, I basically just have to watch these highlights until it pops up, I think. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> um, okay, I'll just give like some round numbers, I guess, for this game. Uh, shots were 38 to 32. Sweet, we got 32 shots, but um, not a whole lot of... Was there any quality there? Quality like... chances? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a look here at Cam Talbot's numbers. Who He did put up a 2.28 goal save above expected. Talbot did have a good game. I'm not going to lie. Um, but in terms of uh, shot attempts here, 27 low danger, 11 medium, zero high. So we weren't putting yeah. anything worthwhile no. on net. Yeah, and like you said, like he did have good saves, but like it's like he earned the shutout still, but like yeah. it wasn't like the toughest win of his career. The team as a whole did because they put up 21 blocks as well. Oh yeah. That's a good amount yeah. of blocks. No, that's <laughs> decent. Yeah. But like you said, like when it's all just like piddly nothing um attempts. Yeah. Like um yeah, face off percentage, we sucked at forty one percent. Our power play was garbage, 0 for three. Uh took ten minutes in penalties. Uh hit we, we won in hits, but guess what? If you're winning in hits, probably means you didn't have the puck a whole lot. That's a, a pretty good indication, depending on how egregious it is, I suppose. But um, And I guess we won in uh, giveaways because we only gave the puck away seven times <laughs> compared to ten that Ottawa did. But, uh, again, but again, you're probably going to give away the, the puck, puck a little bit more. Yeah, you're going to give away the puck more. Um, um, I, I know somewhere they do actually track like, um, like, t like possession time. I don't know where you can find it, but like they always bring it up on broadcast, right? And like ozone, um, yeah, time ozone and stuff time, like that. yeah. So, so, yeah. But um, I, I did find the clip here. I'm just trying to get a decent screenshot. Yeah, just grab screen. grab a screen, grab the screen grab where they're like like all three of them are in the slot. Yeah, grab that. Right. And I'm gonna go through some uh, some comments here really quickly. Yeah, uh, Lauren chiming in with a quack quack. How's it going, Lauren? Uh, saying this Ducks team is a lifeless team. Yes, I 100% agree. Um, and Lauren asking as well, are you guys going to live stream any more Ducks games? Yes, we will be. I've just been crazy with school alone. Yeah. Um, now the holidays and all that stuff. So we're, we're going to figure out when it will be. Yeah. My, would that be? Oh, yeah. Maybe next week versus Minnesota. We're going to talk after this and see if it works for us. Yeah, um, so so tune in for the next what, episode I, to find out yeah. if we are, or to our Twitter. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, follow us on Twitter to be uh, to be sure there. Yeah, look out for yeah next Wednesday. Otherwise, yes, we will be doing some in the new year uh, once the World Juniors are finished. Yeah. Um, Which we might be doing some World Junior stuff as well. Yes, as well. One, I, uh, one if not both of us. So. Yeah, I do have the um, Canada games at least uh, saved in my phone for when they are. So. Nice. Um, 
those games for me, oh, I guess for me, they would be the games that are um, probably metal round or like playoff games, I guess, because I'm not back until the 30th, 31st. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's see what else for this game here. Um, Frank Vitrano. Uh, okay, there, there's a positive. Frank Vitrano is getting his shooting numbers up. Sweet at seven in the game against Ottawa. Um, his shooting yeah. percentage, though, is still still low. Not great this year. Um, I don't know. Let's take a look at what else. Uh, out of the three goals, only one of them were five on five. There, there's a positive. I guess a, a positive for our five on five yeah <laughs> play, i suppose yeah right or, uh, or is that just like saying the, the sends aren't that yeah. great at five on five either <laughs> the, the the pk went two for four so yeah. that not surprised so yeah okay you got the you got the screenshot here for us i, I do yeah so and then we'll, well, we can move on to the next game just to get yeah. like the individuals and then the so, overall so this is kind of just moments before so this is troy terry who you will see in just a second, is the only guy who doesn't go for a change here, and he is doing what he's supposed to do. He is supposed to pressure the puck carrier in the own zone to make a breakout pass difficult. No, nothing. Troy, Troy Terry is doing the right thing here. He cannot be blamed. Um, then if we... Oh, so close. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, really quickly. Your speakers didn't pop. I just cracked my knuckle by the microphone. I apologize for that. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. If, you, if you hear that. And then this yeah, is the... Look at this. Yeah, so this is the three senators entering the zone, and if we go back just a sneak <laughs> further, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just <laughs> fuck up the algorithm by hitting stop and play. Look at that. That's what they all go for the change, oh, leaving all three God. of these senators uncovered, undefended. Mm. And then... Mm. And that then right Daniel's here, ad placement looks really good right about then. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then this is where Ducks fans are like, oh, fuck, here we go. But, and I don't know if, well, I mean, obviously Lucas Dostal played it phenomenally if they, regardless of the quality of the chance here, but like, they they do kind of fuck it up. Like, they should have went to Kachuk in this moment, in my opinion. Yeah. But instead they go back there, and I don't think he was expecting that pass, and now he's just trying to jam it short side, whereas Kachuk has the much better shot in that, oops, in that scenario. So, yeah. Ah. It. We're already watching it. I suppose, but like, it's <laughs> like, oh my god. Anyway. So I mean, props to Dostal and his, his side-to-side movement to prevent that yeah. kind of jam on the side. But if that puck goes to Kachuk, I think he's picking a top corner, and yeah. there's no chance. So, yeah. <clears throat> Although Shattenkirk apparently did haul ass to get back. So he's the, the fastest I've ever seen him move. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and I did also find. And still <laughs> I did also find the other three I know you were talking about. Um, it was against St. Louis in overtime. Right. However, however long ago. And this was this was the COVID season, was it not? Like the like the season like they got shut down because of COVID? Uh I I don't know. Or it was the season before. Uh, Jacob because Jacob Markstrom is the goaltender for them. Oh uh, that time. Maybe. Um well yeah, there's people in the stands, so potentially. Oh, I guess we're not sharing this yet. So this is kind of the whole play leading up to it. Um Let's go back here. So, um, so that's the chaos, and then Horvat's like, "Ah, oh, sweet fuck!" And then <laughs> three on zero here. Just the only difference is the Blues play this <laughs> properly, and Schwartz put it upstairs, just like the Kachuk should have done. But yeah, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, who is the goalie there? It's Markstrom. Is it Markstrom? Yeah, yeah I, I recognize him already. <laughs> yeah, so quite a few years ago. but Because I, um, I, I think it was that season. He had a cool mask that was like a split right down the middle. One half was white, one the other half was blue. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see that yep. on, on here. But yeah, so that's that's the difference in the plays there is one was just an awful fucking change and the other one was just like chaos yeah. in three on three overtime so yeah exactly um okay i'm gonna go through a couple more comments here really quickly before we hit toronto uh kevin chiming in uh sick freaking merch thanks buddy yeah, yeah. got this uh in on monday um you can go get one yourself as well they're on our uh, store tqrshop.myspreadshop.com or .ca if you're in Canada. Um, yeah, part of the mighty collection that we did. Um, Today is also else? the last day for express delivery by Christmas. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, so get yeah. on it. Get on it. Um, Wednesday is, I guess we should clarify that for anybody who's listening on Thursday. Yeah, um, yeah you can get a cool uh, insulated water bottle as well. Um, we got some stickers up there. I think I have what was the other sticker? Oh, yeah, I put the... There's a big D Energy sticker now. Yeah. Um, that's been up for a couple weeks now, I think. Yeah, there's some, some cool stuff up there, so be sure to go check that out. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, <clears throat> got Ali chiming in. Hello, hello. I am not at Pachanga today, probably for the best. Uh, Gulls tonight is depressing. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I guess they got uh, ECHL goalies as... There, guys, uh, tonight, but um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, just the goals in general, yeah, hasn't been great either. And we'll get into that in uh, a little bit here, so yeah, but yeah, um, <clears throat> all right, beliefs game, which yeah. oh, also, sorry, Ali did also oh. ask if um, she said she hasn't listened to our Sunday episode yet, but yes, we did talk about the goals yes. game, we went right off the bat, that. right off the bat, we do, so yeah, so um, those. Yeah, it's a brief discussion, but yeah, it was cool. And it yeah, was it was a lot, lot of fun. fun. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And Toronto. then Lucas Dossel went to uh, Ottawa and made that save that we were just talking about. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's all our doing. All our doing. Um, yeah, we just gave him good vibes while we were there. Seven so. nothing losing to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't give a fuck that it's to the Leafs. With like how seven nothing, how they're doing or anything like that, you're you're losing seven nothing. What the fuck, you guys? Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what to say. But just horrendous. Uh, I thought I had seen the highest I would ever see the deserve to win a meter earlier this season. I think it what hit like eighty five percent or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this. I don't think I will. You never know. Season's never still know. young. Uh, <laughs> 92.3% was the deserved to win meter in favor of Toronto, thanks to moneypuck.com. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> Literally did fuck all in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever, like, fought, like, whatever five guys are on the ice could have laid down and not moved. And been more effective than whatever the fuck they did in this game. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I didn't realize you got paid that much to go for a cardio session as a team. I didn't realize this was, like, training. What the hell was this? Again, I don't give a fuck that it was against the Leafs. 
At least they're doing great over the last while. I think, I think it was looking earlier, uh, 9 0 oh, 10 in their last 10. Yeah, 9 0 nine, oh, 1, nine, sorry. Yeah. 9 0 oh, 1 in their last 10. I don't give a fuck about that. 7 nothing. Yeah. Give your heads a shake. Seriously. Call up the gulls. I know I made a joke about it last episode, but I seriously think that they would actually do better than this right now. Yeah. This is horrendous. Um, who, someone on our, uh, our Instagram as well, I forget the handle, they said, like, at this point, I'm ready to give the Ice Girls sticks. Like, oh, yeah. Let me, uh, here, I'll, I'll, yeah, find, yeah, pull up the handle. I'll find I'm the like, ad because uh, it was actually, it's funny enough, it's actually a guy that I used to play junior lacrosse against. Oh, nice. So, I, so I will give him a shout out. But yeah, like, literally at this point, like, give somebody else a stick. Like, the team is not performing like NHL players are. Give the Ice Girls sticks. Close. Give. Like random people from the stands, sticks. Like uh, put, put a stick in my yeah. hands. I have I haven't played hockey in years, like fifteen years probably. Like yeah, seriously uh, played <laughs> hockey, right? So like it's like literally anybody. Like it's at this point, I would literally rather watch anybody than yeah. the Anaheim Ducks play hockey. Uh, T Mac underscore underscore zero zero uh, is the guy who commented. Uh, I'm ready to give the Ice Girls sticks and gloves. Um, I replied with the account, uh, toss them behind the bench. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> what was the other thing? I was I was going back and forth with uh, the late arrivals last night. Uh, mind you, our Twitter blew up uh, last night with a few different things. So I got to scroll here for a second to find it. Uh, where is it? Come on, come on. I got to be. I got to be close here. I got to be close. Because it wasn't this late. Yeah, here we go. Uh, okay, so the late arrivals had posted, if the Ducks need forwards, contact us. Two out of four of our podcasters can skate, and I think that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> so uh, we commented, uh, we need a podcasters versus Ducks game. Late arrivals yeah. said, uh, that's one way to get embarrassed. <laughs> and I replied, us or them? Yeah, right. <laughs> And so they said, uh, hmm, depends on the day. Imagine they catch us on a good day, though. Woo-wee. And then I was trying to figure out a lineup. I was like, okay, Jake's the starter for sure because he's like he's playing goalie a lot more consistently than I am, at least for ice hockey. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I said, you can play defense. Uh, I put myself down for center or left wing, which is like usually what I play if I'm not playing in net. Like, so we need at least a winger or two and one other defenseman. I think we can make this work. I think we oh, can I do this. So. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Left we'll out. And we'll coach ourselves. Forever Mighty as well. And um, yeah. some of the other podcasts, the Ducks podcast as well, fill out the lineup so we can get some changes in and get yeah. someone behind the bench just to, just to keep the lines rolling smoothly, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, the the only upside I can find in this game in particular, yeah, the PK went three for three, <laughs> which Against is Toronto actually is pretty, pretty shocking. Good, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, that, that almost seems like a mercy thing by the yeah <laughs> uh, the, the Leafs, where they're like, well, I mean, it depends when they got their first penalty. I don't um, or first power play. Excuse me, I don't know when that was. Um, uh, yeah, let's take a look here. First power play was uh, five thirteen. No, that's or, what no, that sorry, was. Sorry, for Anaheim. Uh, the very many, end of the yeah, first. Too, yeah, too many men 
um, at the very end of the first there, going into the second. So you got a fresh Maple Leafs team as well going yeah. out there for that. Yes, so that's actually kind of impressive. But I, I was thinking maybe if the Leafs were up like 4 nothing already, they were like, ah, we'll just throw out our second unit. But they were only up 2 nothing by the end of the first. So Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, you, you know, maybe we just got lucky and actually killed one off. Actually, we killed two off before then. Yeah, you know what? I think, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and then, yeah, two against in the second period, which are ones that, like, come on, like, tripping and cross-checking, you guys, come on. We've talked about this. The one that I'm a little more peeved about, actually, is the, or the only two penalties of the third period that were at the same time. Uh, More specifically, I'm upset about the Anaheim side, and I think that makes sense. Trevor Mm -hmm. Zegris roughing against David Kampf. Um, David Kampf did also go for roughing as well uh, against Adam Henrique, but like, I think Zegris has a right to rough a guy up when there is just over a minute left in a game. Your team is up 7-0, the whistle has been well blown and you take a leap at the guy with your shoulder to his head. Yeah. Just because he's, you're lucky. Just because he skates past two. your goalie. Like fuck off. Jesus yeah. Christ. The o- o- officials blow my mind this season, especially. Yeah. That was, Ridiculous. that was a rough call. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it was imp- that was just impressive to me, but yeah, oh. we're, we're gonna move past that one. Um, I'm gonna stick on this game though because now I want to point out just a couple like low lights. Um, yeah. Jason Migna, the <laughs> supposed savior of this franchise, this is the guy that we went, you know what, this is the guy that's on waivers that we want to take, not the guy that became available, not, not that you know who's gonna be on the waiver wire wire but not uh what was it T- tevenin from nashville who, like tolvenin or something or tolvenin yeah, yeah. former um, first round pick like dude, like that i read old. you know can actually do something um, dude's got a wicked shot he's just like yeah doesn't have the and, and like, guess what sucks right now on, in the roster guess what sucks right now everything our shooting <laughs> and our scoring fuck yeah um sorry that was loved um but uh no J- jason magnum you, you want to know something a else? Minus four. Yes. The team had seven goals against, and one dude is a minus four. And in how much time did he have? 12.29. Ooh. Total time on ice. 2.43 of that is shorthanded as well. So he's on the penalty kill. I don't know about you. That's not a guy I want on my fucking penalty kill, though. He's minus four at five on five? Yeah, fuck no. Dude, send his ass back to San Diego. I've already seen enough yeah. of him. So it's so, not so that he, he needs played him. Just he, he's he's not a guy that should be really in the NHL. Let's be honest, right? We we looked at his numbers when he got called up. He's not an NHL regular. So, so did he play ten minutes five on five? Then, if he played a couple minutes shorthanded, yeah, it would be about that. And he was a minus four, so that's a goal every two and a half minutes. And with the average shift length about 45 seconds, At that's most, about a goal yeah. every three shifts. Three to four shifts, we'll say. I'm not an NHL caliber coach by any means, but I don't think you throw that guy out there anymore after two. No, definitely not. But let's throw him out for... Oh, oh shit, third, third goal against... 
I'll try it again. Oh, it's fine, Jason. It's fine for again. The fuck is Dallas Eakins and the rest of the coaching staff doing? Seriously. At this point, it's like, it, it almost seems obvious that it's a tank for Bedard, right? No, dude, this isn't a tank. This is well past a tank <laughs> at this point. Is this just not like the best tank you've ever seen, though? A tank is at least something. Right? Like, there's still effort in some capacity besides being shit. I mean, we're putting effort into being shit. <laughs> I don't even think we're doing that. We just happen to be bad and then don't give a fuck. Well, certain people don't. There is tanking to the... The Ducks are trying their damnedest, and I don't think they realize this. They're trying their damnedest for 50th overall in the NHL. The league is only 32 teams! <laughs> like, Jesus fuck. Uh, and do you I know what? Here, here's another example of... Here, let's keep throwing these guys out. All right? The Beaulieu-Klingberg line. I want you to just take a guess. Five on five. How much time on ice did this pair have? Uh, I, I did already see it in the. Oh, you did. So. Okay. Well. <laughs> well okay. Well, what is it then? Uh, was it was it like eight minutes? Yeah, eight minutes exactly of five on five time. Yeah. And Carter, how many goals did they as a pair allow to be scored in eight minutes? Um, three, according to your. But let's keep throwing them out there. It's all good, guys. Fuck. Yeah. This one is a little tougher to do in my head. But yeah, again, a, about a goal oh. every two two minutes and 40 seconds, I guess. Which, uh, again, for a defenseman is about every three to four shifts. Yeah. And then here, we'll get specific even on one guy here in John Klingberg, right? We haven't yeah. been overly fans of him. And... Uh, I was listening to today's episode or like part of it of uh, the Jeff Merrick show as well. And they were obviously talking about Toronto versus the Ducks, right? And for the Anaheim side, they were kind of talking about, you know, like a lot of these guys are going to be shopped around for uh trade deadline. Right? Oh, absolutely. So yeah. you're, you're Shattenkirk's maybe, you're Klingberg's and that kind of thing. And they were kind of talking about how, okay, does a team look at how some of these guys are doing and go, okay, it's more in effect because of the team that they're on, or is it on them? To me, this is clearly on Klingberg. At this point, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've put him with whoever, right? Mm -hmm. We've put him with Fowler. We've put him with Shattenkirk. I think he played with Drysdale for a split second there before he was hurt even. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, we would try him with everybody, and it just doesn't work. We put him on a power play that realistically just should be scoring, right? It's a talented mm. power play, and you can't do shit on it. Yeah. Right? Like, honestly, I'm at the point, we're going to be lucky to get a sixth out of him. Oh, yeah. Which, to be fair, is like, a sixth an extra six round pick we didn't have before. Yeah, so, and, that, and yeah, and, sure. Yeah. But like you're you're not looking for like a first or a second out of this guy anymore. No, like I, I think when it's we signed him, ideally you would think second or third, maybe, depending I, I on just, retention just, and if yeah. there was anything coming back the other way. Like that's kind of what I think Ducks fans and Pat Rubik probably expected out of him. I honestly don't even know if we're gonna get anything out of him. Does any team want this guy? Any any cup contender 
is not if they're looking to improve their power play or their defense or, or just anything on the back end, they're not looking at John Klingberg. No. No. Not not at yeah. all. And so look to stick on Klingberg here for a second. Uh he was also out with uh Benoit for 301 for time. Mm-hmm. Um where there was another goal scored against. <laughs> so he was also out there for four out of the seven goals. But let's give Klingberg just under 19 minutes of time on ice. Yeah, that's tough. This is beyond galaxy braining, like how to tank, how to suck and whatnot. Like this is just complete incompetence. Yeah. By the coaching staff. Like at that at that point, you with a veteran like John Klingenberg, you have to bench him, whether it's directly his fault that any of these goals whether they were directly his fault or not. You have to bench him because it sends a message to the younger guys that it doesn't matter how long you've been in the league. If you're out there for this many goals, evidently something about your play sucks and you're gonna, there's going to be consequences for that. So like, we I think know, it just we sends the wrong I, message to these, these young guys. Yeah, like we know how much I... I have ragged on him in the past. Throw fucking Shevin Ke- Kevin Shattenkirk out there. <laughs> Shevin Kattenkirk. <laughs> he played 22-51, had 56 minutes of uh, power play time, 251 on the uh, on the PK as well. That's the one game where it's like, you know what, Kevin? No, you're staying out there because this guy here can't hit the broadside of a fucking barn with whatever. Can't stop a beach ball. Whatever thing you want to use. Yeah. John Klingberg is the shin pad assassin who can't stop a beach ball. Everyone used to He's make the worst of both everyone ones. used to make jokes about like Dion Phaneuf being a pylon, right? A pylon is more effective than John Klingberg has been this season. Yeah, playing a, a pylon, like a hefty one, especially one of those construction ones, can just ruin your entire day if yeah. you if you run into that the wrong way. Like so good angle Jesus right Christ. Yeah, the guy the guy's out there for four goals a game, but let's throw him out here for almost 19 minutes. Get fucked, seriously. Got the, Klingberg should not have... I mean, I don't know when he was out there for the goals, but assuming they were in the first two periods, he should not have played anything in the third period. No, he shouldn't have. Mind you, mo- the majority of the goals came in the third period. Or I guess not the majority, no. sorry. like The, but the third period was the highest right. scoring. There you yeah, go. it was two two and three, I think, right? But like, just yeah. brutal. And, and yeah. taking away from those guys, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not having a good game, why are you throwing them out there? Yeah, like it just doesn't make sense, man. It just really doesn't. Like it's, I I get it that like Pat Verbeek had said on the whatever the GM show is on Duckstream or whatever. Um, Beaker. Yeah, that you know, like Eakins is his guy for the year and whatnot. He can't be anymore, dude. He can't be. Mm-hmm. Like you're a. Are they technically over a third of the way through the season now? I don't know what at thirty I, I, games. I yes, yeah, yeah. You're over a third of the way there, and sh- shit's not getting any better for development of your players, right? Like we would have mm-hmm. seen at least some improvement out of them, right? I'm not seeing any of that. I'm not seeing the team be kind of like together in anything. Right, Pavarbi's apparently been talking to the players 
after like each game or whatever and like trying to draw the positives here dude it is well past anybody giving a fuck about moral victories yeah nobody is gonna want to do shit I, I get it this is only one season but at the same time this might even set a precedent for under pat verbeek even because this will be his first full season mm-hmm. right how things could look yeah, and and to be fair, it is the first season of a full-on rebuild where, like, a lot of guys got sent out and a lot of guy, different guys came in. So, like, there is that. But, yes, it is. it does not bode well that we have just seen consistently bad efforts all season. Like, there yeah. hasn't been any like, improvement of the roster under... Well, what, reading... Yeah, like, reading the... Uh, reading the, like, the interview, like, the quotes with Verbeek... Um, from that, right, was the first quarter of the season is, you know, the young guys getting better and the new guys kind of like clicking a little bit more and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. The quarter mark of the season was a game 20. It's game 30 now. You've we're, had an extra we're almost 10 halfway, games. yeah. You've had an extra 10 games and it's been even worse. Even mm-hmm. worse, right? And, and our defense has gotten healthier. Our roster as yeah. a whole actually has gotten healthier. It's gotten so, like, healthier, yeah. You could even say, you know what? Like we got we got the shit kicked out of us with injuries. Like once guys start coming back, maybe we'll start to string together some wins. Nope. Even further from that. Yeah, it's nothing. Great, we beat Carolina last week. You shouldn't have won that game. You got lucky. Yeah, Carolina was five zero and one on that road trip that they and, went on yeah. where they played us, and that was just pure luck for that. Now, something I'm hoping that improves as well under Pavrobeek as a whole, and god damn it, somebody needs to show something to Dallas Eagans, I feel like. Um, I forget who Jeff Merrick was interviewing as well. This was Friday, I think. Um, A writer for The Athletic, I can't remember her name. Um, I think she was asked along the lines of like, you know, like what teams still need to... uh, like what teams are like looking at their like analytics, right? Like some of like mm-hmm. the advanced stats and whatnot that I like to pull up to kind of just like like I'm I am for the eye test as well, right? Yeah. I'm not a pure analytics is everything, right? Like I, I use the two of them together. If they both show the same thing, in the case of someone like John Klingberg, right, then there's an issue for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Um and one of the teams that is apparently still very behind in the analytics area is the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah. so much more sense oh, to yeah. me now. Yeah. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah. I think, Ana- I, think I read Eakins somewhere that Anaheim goes, is... Oh, um, yeah, right. Uh, Clayton makes $7 million. Yeah, throw him out there for 20 minutes. No, don't. Don't do it anymore. Eakins isn't even looking at like the bare minimum for stats here that are, are available on the NHL website. Yeah. It's brutal. This team, this team is officially a joke. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I remember seeing um, a list of like teams without like a dedicated um, analytics department, um, and I think Anaheim was like kind of one of the only ones. Yeah, because their team services analyst and and amateur scout Gabriel Switage. Or sorry, Gabriella Switage. Um, yeah, it, 
like they're they're not just dedicated to like statistics, right? They're doing scouting yeah. and on the side, probably when they have time, do a little bit of analysis. Um, yeah, and then like as you scroll, like Carolina has four people working on analytics. They have a data scientist, data engineer, a developer of hockey operations, and their VP of hockey management and strategy is involved in there as well. And like most other teams have a couple. Um, yeah, I know uh, Edmonton is one of those teams that's kind of behind too. They have a manager of hockey analysis, which I believe is kind of new. LA has three. So like, yeah, Anaheim is definitely way behind. Yeah. Way, way behind. Or Anaheim, you mean? Sorry? Yeah, sorry, Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm going to I'm gonna bring up a comment here really quickly. Uh, yeah, this is it. Wheelie on, uh, on YouTube. Um, how's it going, Wheelie? If you haven't yet, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, asking, are we the worst team in the league by f- oh, far? Absolutely. I, I made the joke earlier that the, the Ducks are trying to go for 50th overall in the in the first round of the draft, but there's only 32 spots. Um, yeah, um, I've got a, I got one more thing here, actually, just um, before we throw it over to break. So I, I came across this thread on r slash hockey. Someone asked a couple days ago, who has the longest active goalless streak in the NHL um, in terms of players? Um, right. And it is Eric Brandstrom, defenseman, hasn't scored in 102 games. Oh, no, sorry, that's um, that's who what prompted the question. Um, uh, Ryan Murray in a hundred hasn't scored in 103 games. So defenseman. Yeah. And, and both these guys known for their, the defensive side of the game, not for goal scoring. Uh, Jack Johnson at 99 to round out the top three. Somebody asked though, if they could uh, run this, because uh, those stats came from Stathead, if they could run it through just with forwards. And I want you to take a guess at who, is, has the longest active goalless streak among forwards in the NHL. And it's somebody that we have talked about on this episode already. We talked about on this episode already. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it's either going to be Megna or Klingberg. And I did say forwards. <laughs> so it's Megna then. Yeah. At... Uh, and to be fair, this has been active since 2017, um, and he has not played a whole lot in the NHL. Yeah. But it is at 74. As a forward in the NHL, you haven't scored in 74 games. The next closest guy is Kevin Rooney at 54. <laughs> and guess where he's playing now? In the AHL. In the AHL. Played. Uh, next up is Nick Patan at 53. I've not heard that name in a hot minute, so I'm guessing he's also in the AHL. Um, okay, now i got to double-check that, actually. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a bit, too. Yeah, like, I feel like I heard it recently. I, I want to say with Minnesota, potentially. Is that where he is this season? Uh, yes, that is correct. He's okay. played eight games with the Wild so far this season. Okay, so not not uh, his, his most recent being December 9th. Okay, which was just a few days ago. Yeah. Um, and then fourth, Milan Lucic in 49 games. He was just a healthy scratch. And Sammy Blay to round out the top five at 42 games, which realistically isn't that bad. It's like half a season. So like, and, and in comparison to 74 is 
rough. So, <sighs> yeah. What are, what are the next five? If you have that there by chance, I, I don't know. And, oh, you don't? and okay. Stathead, Stathead, it's a great site. It's run by the guys that do Hockey Reference, which I use a lot. But yeah, you do have to pay for it, which makes oh, sense okay. because a lot of work probably goes yeah. into that. And it's pretty much any stat that you possibly would could come up with, you would be able to find it on there. So it's, um, it's definitely worth it so one day but i just wanted to throw that out there when i saw the jason magnum comments in here as well so yeah but but we, we do have some more kind of just overall oh. comments that we're going to make as well uh before we move on with more news and gulls updates and all that fun stuff but we're going to throw it over to our friends at DraftKings. and if you yeah i mean you're never really supposed to, well nate follows the rule that you don't bet um on games with your own team. But I think a pretty safe bet would be anybody that is playing the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, no money. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to do that, promo code THPN is uh, where is what you can use for exclusive offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, and we will see you guys in just a minute here. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. For anybody curious, yes, I normally go with the don't bet... uh, in games that involve your own teams, uh, fucking slap it on Montreal is a negative one forty five. Ten dollars will pay out sixteen eighty nine. Nice for Thursday. I'm yeah. assuming you're talking. Yeah, yeah, for Thursday. Um, got one other question here from Wheelie. Who would be the top draft pick for us if we can get the first overall pick, which we will probably most likely have the best odds for? Uh, then that would be Connor Bedard, who is gonna be absolutely nuts and it would be a lot yep. of fun and probably worth the pain but if we don't get it then you know yeah we still go, get a good player but it's yeah not gonna be wheelie nice. watch yeah. the uh world junior championships uh this year that starts uh december 26th um team canada connor bedard is uh one of the main guys there so that's mm-hmm. where you can watch a little bit more of him so yeah um, you also have some overall comments as well. You got some good numbers for us, and I'll, I, I don't really have much to add in this part, but I'll I'll chime in where I uh, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna here. read you a lot of unfortunate facts here. All right, because okay, it's I have a lot more than what's written in the outline here. Actually, I got a yeah. whole thing okay uh, written out here as well for it. Um, so I have here goal scoring or just good chances are non-existent. Uh, the game versus Ottawa, uh, Frank Vitrano had the highest expected goals at point three four eight. Yeah, that's dog shit. Uh, versus yeah. Toronto, Mason McTavish expected goals of point nine six seven. That hey, looks pretty good. That's that not looks bad, pretty yeah. good. I call that an outlier though because it's followed by uh, Strom at point three one two. Does anybody want to do shit? 
Anybody? Anybody I, at all? Apparently not. Like, there's guys in the ECHL that would love to do what you do right now, and I'm sure they could do a bit better. Oh yeah. Like fuck. Um, the Toronto game. I will say, I'm not putting any blame on Lucas Dostal. His numbers oh, no, weren't great, yeah. but this is his. That was his sixth NHL appearance, and that was in relief as well. You're not expecting to go into that yeah. game. Has he ever been a backup goalie? I like that's that seems like way out of his wheelhouse to come in in relief of a goaltender. So. Um, I think he did it one game last season when it was him and Stellars. I think. Uh, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because yeah, he had started three games and played in four. Yeah, yeah. So he came so, in one yeah, game. Yeah, sorry. I, I mean, like in like the rest of his hockey career, like professional or otherwise, like Dostal doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would be a backup. Not usually. May- maybe in the AHL he was a backup, like for Trust. his very first season. But I don't know. Well, no, yeah, because he like, played a with, lot overseas. So when he actually came over, he was yeah. probably kind of given the starting role. I'm trying to remember if he was the backup to Stellars. Uh, when Ryan Miller was still the backup to Gibson. I don't remember oh, off yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm not putting this on Stellar's yeah. yet. It's with- it's he hasn't had enough for me to feel justified in doing it just yet. Yeah. So he's a good goalie, but when you got Ottawa coming down three on O's on you and you're just getting your ass lit on fire by the Toronto Maple Leafs because you have nobody helping you, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not going to put you down for that. Um, I realize this uh, note here is actually not completed. Um, so, Car, if you want to figure out what that is for me, really quickly. The uh, oh, the last one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's go. Let's go in the last. Fi- let's go in the last five instead. Okay. Make it a little bit easier here. Um, um, I, I did look up Lucas Dostal as well. Uh, his first season in the AHL was the. Uh, 2020-21 season. Um, he did play 11 games in the Finnish Liga uh, that year as well, putting up a casual 10-1-0 record. So, I mean, I don't know if he was the backup there or if he did just like mid... Oh, no, I guess probably midway through he would have got called over um, to <laughs> San Diego where he played 24 games there. Uh, 9-16 save percentage, 15-9-0 record and just bonkers numbers in the playoffs too, 935. Um, so in that 2021 season, that would have been that would have been the second year of us doing this show, and I think Miller was still around. Yeah, he was. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he didn't... So yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it would have been more of a tandem situation, it looks like, with Stellars if he played 24 games in the AHL. And and as well as eleven games in the Finnish Liga, mm-hmm. but also there was injuries, I guess, there as well in that season. So he probably got a little more starts there. So yeah, and then forty games last year and twenty this year in the AHL. So um, yeah, in terms of sorry, I, I I'm I'm calculating it right now. Oh, you are oh, okay. Yeah, for the full thing. Um, oh, okay. And, so if you want to just ramble on for like thirty more seconds, um. I can't do that, but I do now have Ramble On by Led Zeppelin stuck in my head, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm and not going to say what? And, because and that was actually, that that, was actually so. enough. That was enough for me. Ah, perfect. Uh, there we go. <laughs> the last 10 games, if I did this very quickly, uh, accurately, the last 10 games, the Ducks have been outscored 46 to 17. Oh. You have to have done that wrong. There's no way. 
Nope. 46. Here, I'll I'll read I'll read off the scores from the last few oh, games and you can me. yeah. Yeah, okay. So this so going back to the first game against Ottawa on November 25th. 5-1 loss. Then a loss 5-4 to Seattle. Mm-hmm. 2-1 overtime loss to Nashville. Uh 5 nothing loss to Dallas. 5-4 loss in a shootout to Minnesota. 5-2 loss to Winnipeg. 4-3 win to Carolina. 6-1 loss to San Jose. 3-0 loss to Ottawa. 7-0 loss to Toronto. So oh in our last in our last 10 games, 30% of our games have been we've been shut out. <laughs> Seriously, does anybody yeah. want to do anything? Yeah, that's rough. Anybody at all. What what did you say it was? 47 to 18? Uh for I, th- I think it was 46 to 17. Oh, okay. I cleared it already. That's why I was. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. Either yeah. way, it anybody want to do anything on offense, point. defense? Please, somebody. God damn it. Um, yeah. Oh, and actually, you included um, the one shootout loss as well. So um, it's actually. Oh, okay. So not, forty. It's actually, sorry, forty-five to seventeen. Yeah, so it's actually one better. So still a, a goal differential of minus twenty-eight. Twenty-nine if you include the shootout, kind of gimme goal. But yeah, minus twenty-eight. Let's put it this way: between this episode and the last one that came out on Monday, we've tacked on an additional negative ten to our season goal differential, and counting, <laughs> and counting. Yeah, yeah. So like just between two episodes, like fuck. Yeah. Uh, um, in, oh, in that similar vein, actually, I forgot to put this in the outline, but I had texted a uh, group chat that we we're in last night, and I I did the math on it, which is not hard. Don't. Don't go praising me for doing math here, but um, the Ducks have not scored a goal in the last seven and a half periods, uh, going back to Trevor Zegras's goal in the middle of the second period against San Jose. Um, <laughs> for to be exact, 130 minutes and 23 seconds. That is a that is a movie. That that is like a a long movie. It's shorter than the Titanic. Still. <laughs> but it's I'll like say, what's uh, what's Avengers Endgame? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it's shorter than than that because it'd be about 150. But it's you know what? Actually, it's you know, probably no, you brought up Titanic. I'm gonna look up what Titanic's runtime was. Okay. But yeah, I mean it's it's more than two hours, so it's longer than your average movie, which is awful. Jesus Christ, that is a long ass movie, and I've watched that how many times? Uh, Titanic is three hours and fourteen minutes. Damn. Which in minutes is 180 okay. plus 14. So 194. Is that right? Uh, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Um, and then Endgame, Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes. The first Avatar movies, two hours and 41 minutes. Which also, apparently the second one comes out like on Friday. Like The Shape of eh. Water or whatever. But then it's not that, co- no, that's a different movie. What's it called? The Way of Water? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I don't, for, for me, that movie's too far gone. Like, Whatever. Oh yeah, I was I was just saying um, like I, I, oh, know, yeah. I was shocked because like I don't <laughs> actually give a shit either. But um, <laughs> but it got me curious what the longest like um, streak was. And records.nhl.com actually does 
kind of track this. They keep track of most consecutive times shut out. Um, so they just keep track of games, not actual time. Um, and they have 43 records on here going all the way back to the basically beginning of the NHL, the well, close to the 26-27 season. Um, and, and most of them, so like teams 6 through 43, their, their streak is all three games. Um, there is four teams that have lost four straight games or been shut out for four straight games. Um, the record is a whopping eight straight games by the 28-29 Chicago Blackhawks that Ooh. they were shut out. So I, I don't think... Damn. I, we're, I don't we're think we're going to hit that. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> we're not going to hit it soon, but yeah, from... Basically, the whole month of February, February 7th, 1929 to February 28th, 1929, they were shut out. Ouch. Basically, no uh, goals for the month of, for a month there. The most recent team to do it was the, or to be on this list is the Buffalo Sabres. Actually, the two most recent are the Buffalo Sabres, where in 1718, oh. they lost three straight games. And then in 1819, or sorry, shut out three consecutive games. 1819, they were also shut out three consecutive games. So, yeah, that's fun, hey? One more time, what are we currently at? 130 minutes. Or, or so, yeah. It would, we would have to be shut out for another game to make this list. Sweet. Uh, half a game more, and um, we'll have been sinking for the same amount of time as it took the Titanic to. Fun. 160 minutes for the actual Titanic to sink. Oh, wow. Just fun fact for you. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, and less than thirty games for the twenty twenty two twenty three Anaheim Ducks. Uh, speaking of which, do you want to hear some fun? And I say fun sarcastically. Oh yes, I, uh, fun well stats aware. about the uh, first thirty games for the Anaheim Ducks. Hit me. All right. No, no, literally, drive over here and hit me. Oh, okay, yeah, later. <laughs> um, <laughs> first thirty games for your Anaheim Ducks. One regulation win. Yes, we all knew that one. Yeah. A minus 60 goal differential, which I said just a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. The team is 32nd in goals for and 32nd in goals against. <laughs> they have held a lead for only 11.2% of total game time this season. Oh, wow. What it, what let, to put that into the context of sixty minutes, um, eleven. Which yeah, we played of, overtimes and whatnot as well. But yeah, but if we so just we do, played extra, so we played extra time. Yeah. We've only had eleven point two minutes. That's um, that's just shy of seven minutes a game that you that you have a lead in. Average, average. <laughs> yeah, Wait, obviously it's impossible to do that when it, you're being shut out, and yeah. also that doesn't even include ties. Yeah, um, and then here's going to be the great thing that I went a little extra for because I wanted to compare it to some things. Okay. So the team is currently on pace for 46 points. Mm-hmm. Which is worse than what you talked about last time. Do I still have that sticky note? I do. Last time we talked about this, they were on pace for 56, I believe. 
So we oh, no. got 10, 10 points? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I can't really read my chicken scratch. That might have been over 56 games because we were trying to compare it to our worst season or something. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I think okay. that's what we were doing. So, yeah, never mind. Okay, so it's okay, though, because I got some numbers here for you. Okay, go for it. So, okay, do you want to do you want to know where the pace is looking to go for worst records all time in terms of point percentage? Or do you want to compare where the Ducks are projected to go for points for Connor Bedard compared to some previous draft years? Um, the, the second one. The drafts? Okay. Yeah. So I picked a few different uh, drafts, and I guess the one is kind of the exception. I tried to keep most within the modern era, which yeah. you could consider like post-lockout, so 2005 to present. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the one exception I have though, because I'm like, okay, who's like a, like a big time player that like, is kind of like a consensus number one mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I've excluded Sidney Crosby from this just because there was no season being played. So they had to do like a complete lottery yeah. of who would get, which it. is, which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go back a season prior to the 2004 draft for Alexander Ovechkin. Okay. 28th overall was the Washington Capitals with 59 points. 29th was the Chicago Blackhawks with 59 points. And, and, and these were all 82 game seasons as well. Yeah. They not? Yeah. yeah. And uh, 30th overall was the Pittsburgh Penguins with 58. So by points alone, uh, the Ducks are on pace to have the best odds at Alexander Ovechkin, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fun fact as well that I was just reading. Um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna try to throw in little fun facts here and there, actually. And this one actually is a fun fact. Okay. So the Capitals actually had a bad start to that 2003-2004 season, and we're just like, okay, we can't recoup it, so they just traded off everybody basically. <laughs> Um, which included Yarmer Yager, Peter Bendra, Robert Lang, Sergei Gonchar, Michael Nylander, and if that Nylander name rings familiar, yes, that is William Nylander's father, uh, Anson Carter, and Mike Greer, and all of those guys were traded off in a six-week span. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about just dismantling your team after a bad start. Yeah, and, and that was um, Alex Ovechkin. <laughs> uh, uh, McPhee, um, what's his first name? George? Yeah, George McPhee. Yeah, the first uh, first GM of the Vegas Golden Knights. Nice. Well, uh, what other drafts did you pull? Uh, the next one I pulled uh, is the generational talent in Connor McDavid in 2015. The Edmonton Oilers at 28th overall had 62 points. The Arizona Coyotes in 29th spot had 56. The Buffalo Sabres had the best odds at Connor McDavid. They got Jack Eichel, who in turn became Alex Tuck in a couple draft picks, I think. Uh, but there's they're someone about else it. in there too, but yeah. Krebs, um, yeah. Krebs right. Uh, but they're laughing about it with uh, 54 points. So the Anaheim Ducks currently have the best odds at Connor McDavid in 2015. Or on pace for it. And then, okay, let's check out a year later... In Austin Matthews, we've seen what the guy's done, right? So mm-hmm. the 2016 draft. The Vancouver Canucks in 28th spot had 75 points. The 
the Edmonton Oilers, God, they were horrible. Uh, 70 points for 29th spot. And the Toronto Maple Leafs in 30th spot had 69 points for the best odds nice. as Austin Matthews. Nice, very nice. Um, especially considering the stash that Matthews likes to rock. Yeah. And then let's go to a little more recently. Okay. Let's take a look at this past year for the draft for Shane Wright, who was the consensus up until like a week or two beforehand. Mm-hmm. Seattle had uh, in 30th spot 60 points. The Arizona Coyotes in 31st had 57 points. The Montreal Canadiens had 55 points. And that Montreal Canadiens team last year was bad. It was really bad, yeah. Because they sold off the farm to be... Or not, not really. Yeah. They didn't... No. That's a bad way of putting it. But they went all in for a cup run because they knew that some of their guys weren't going to make it. And then they yeah. lost their starting goaltender of in Carey Price, who's a big fucking deal. They yeah. lost their top defenseman in Shea Weber, who's also a big And their captain. Deal. And their captain. Yeah. Um, Cole Caulfield was supposed to be phenomenal, and he had a shit start to the season. And <laughs> until, until Martin St. Louis came in and he just goes, yo, just do your thing. Yeah. And Caulfield's yeah, exactly. like, yo, I can just do my thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And didn't they imagine, also... imagine that for Trevor Zegras and Troy Terry? Yeah. <laughs> and then didn't they also lose like their top centerman or something? Or like their second line uh, centerman or something? Yeah, they lost Philip Deneau. That's right. Yeah, they traded, yeah. traded nope, him. They, no, no, they uh, lost him in free agency. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that was also the year Seattle came into the league. Yeah. So they, they lost were... somebody there as well. I don't remember who came from Seattle. Oh, yeah, because it was going to be Kerry. Carrie... Potentially carry price because they didn't protect. Oh yeah, them. right. Because they yeah. they would ballsy that year. Right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't remember who they lost, but still another player, obviously. So like yeah. they lost a lot of key guys, um, and had no replacements for them. So and they were bad. Yeah, it was not great. Um. Yeah. So here. So then this Anaheim Ducks team again is on pace for only forty six points. The so I have the top five here for modern era worst records by point percentage. Okay. All right. So fifth was the 2005 2006 St. Louis Blues, who had 57 points, good for uh, a 348 point percentage. Um, I also have the number one pick for that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who it was by. So St. Louis did get the number one pick where they picked uh, Eric Johnson first overall. Uh, but only for this one did I take, did I or did I write down the top three, which also included Jordan Stahl to the Carolina Hurricanes and Jonathan Taves to the Chicago Blackhawks. Right, yeah. Uh, next up is the uh, 2021 Buffalo Sabres, uh, who I've adjusted their pace um were paced for 54 points over an 82 game season uh which is good for a 329 point percentage um they got the first overall pick in owen power or powers own power s or power no, no power okay singular cool just one power like power rangers okay gotcha yeah. um no not plural power ranger ah fair enough owen power ranger is yeah. a blue ranger hit <laughs> or blue and gold uh, ranger i guess yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, next is, once again, the Buffalo Sabres uh, with 52 points in the 13-14 season, uh, a 317-point percentage. 
Uh, Florida ended up getting the first overall pick in Aaron Ekblad. Uh, in second here for worst all time was the 1617 Colorado Avalanche. Uh, 48 points, good for a 293 Ooh. point percentage. We, we went sub 300. Yeah. Uh, first overall pick went to the New Jersey Devils, who got uh, their now captain, Nico Heischer. And first for worst record, uh, on pace for 45 points and a 274 point percentage was the 1920 Detroit Red Wings, who did not get the first overall pick. Instead, that went to the New York Rangers for uh, uh, Alex Lafreniere. I still don't know if I'm saying his name right, actually. Um, yeah. So you, you do, you. your your current Ducks are on pace right now for second worst ever record in the modern era by one point. Allie, and it could get worse. She summed up my thoughts exactly here with just a just a rip. Yeah. All right. It could get worse. That's oh, the yeah. thing. It could get worse. It, it has gotten worse. <laughs> it has oh. already trended to be worse. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more thing as well. Just a kind of a wrap up of the season so far. Um, just in case you forgot, the Ducks are in thirty second spot in the league. Um, their uh, power play percentage is 31st in the league. Uh, their penalty kill is 32nd in the league. Um, their expected goals for is 30th. Their expected goals against is 32nd. And their expected goal share is 32nd in the league. And that's all at five on five as well. Rough. <laughs> very, very rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well. Moving on, I guess, to also disappointing news, but at least it's like uncontrollable disappointing news um, <laughs> in injuries. Yeah. Something that we're not uh, strangers <laughs> to this year. John Gibson now listed as day-to-day after being listed as day-to-day after the Ottawa game and then coming back or before the Ottawa game. Yeah, due then, to illness. Yeah, and then being the backup, and then starting against Toronto, and then being day to day again. Which I'm not sure what he did in that game, and I know they talked about it on the broadcast between the second and third. Uh, fortunately, I went for uh, to pick up a couple quick groceries actually, and missed the five and sixth goal against. <laughs> but um, so I did miss like what happened. I guess like the kind of explanation if there was one i'm assuming not because it's still undisclosed um but uh yeah left the game during uh or against toronto there so that's where uh yeah dostal had to go in there so nhl players need mental health breaks too nate so yeah fair especially from this team yeah um yeah so yeah um yeah dostal still obviously called up from um San Diego since Stellars wasn't back, and then Ole Eriksson Ek as well uh, called up today to cover the injuries. So we've got both the AHL guys up. Um, and then just in case you were curious who is up in San Diego, we have ECHL goaltender with the Tulsa Oilers, Daniel Manella, who is making 
Uh, oh no, sorry, not his AHL debut. He yeah, he's um, played in the A before. Yeah, he was called up last season, but didn't play with San Diego, and then he was loaned to the Chicago Wolves, uh, where he played three games with them, putting up a two O and O record. So I'm assuming one came in in relief, where he was not the goaltender of record. One point one nine goals against average, a nine fifty five save percentage, and one shutout in there as well for good measure. So. Decent numbers in the few games with Chicago. Yeah. The other goaltender uh, that we just called up today is Garrett Metcalf. And we got him from the Utah. Um, what is, what was their name? I don't remember. Uh, the Grizzlies, I think. Potentially. Um, I don't even think he has a. Oh, I think I just, oh no, I spelled his name. <laughs> I was like, does he not have an elite prospects page? But there we go. Um, oh, he's actually from Salt Lake City, too. That's cool. Um, but yes, he played six games down with Utah this season. Um, this is also he- not his AHL debut. He played with Lehigh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the AHL on yep. loan. Uh, four games that season as well. 3.48 goals against... Uh, eight point or point eight eight two save percentage and a two one and one record, um, and then obviously with the Tulsa Oilers being the Gulls slash Ducks ECHL affiliate, um, it's kind of weird that he's from Utah, but we uh, got him on loan from the Grizzlies as well. Assuming because you know we don't really have we we can't just keep shifting our goalies yeah. up because then <laughs> we're not left with anything in the ECHL, and so it gets messy. Yeah, that's what's going on there. Um, do you know who's starting in San Diego tonight since I know they're playing? Uh, I am not sure offhand. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm on the AHL website now, so I can get that info immediately. Just once All I right. scroll to the bottom of this page. Um, looks like Garrett Metcalf started, but Daniel Manella. <laughs> had to go He's in now oh my god what's the score though? oh wait oh wait sorry i got this mixed up um, oh okay. daniel manella started garrett metcalf is now in uh, manella in four minutes oh, and 56 shit. seconds let in three goals um <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yes alia Manella pulled, got pulled, and Metcalf is in. Um, In 31 19, Garrett Metcalf has only allowed one goal. But the Gulls um, currently only down four to three uh, nearing the end of the second period as we. Oh my God. As we speak here. So. Uh, Yeah. Ali's got a comment. Called up up Metcalf. (laughs) Uh, Ali's got a comment here. Uh, Low key want Oli to stay up so he can play against his brother when we play the Wild. Oh, good point. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, you were like seriously, you are two injuries away from becoming an NHL starting goaltender if <laughs> if you're a goalie. Oh yeah. man. Oh. Yeah, right. Look out for the uh for for anybody around the Anaheim area that maybe can play goalie, look out for the tweet from the Anaheim Ducks saying, We have open tryouts. Anybody with a set of pads, please show up to Honda Center. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, Max yeah. Jones is also day to day with a undisclosed injury after the game versus the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah. 
Another so. undisclosed that gives us basically nothing to talk about. So, yep. fun stuff. Um, <laughs> you've got another thing here about um, something that you came across on Twitter. Yeah, and you might know a little bit more with it as well. So, uh, Jim Matheson, who is a um, quote-unquote reporter, analyst, whatever you want to... He's he's a a mouth. He's a mouth. He is a human being. No. He... He... he, His base form is a human being. That's the form he has chosen to take. And he writes articles for about the Edmonton Oilers. Y'all remember the guy that asked Leon Dreisaitl why he's so pissy? Yeah, it's that fuck. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, he had put on Twitter the other day, which I had to double check because... He is not verified, like the old way of being verified and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. because he had changed his handle, I think it was. And okay. there is so, also like, a very good impers- fake Jim Matheson. He is impersonated okay, so. quite a bit, so I had to do my digging mm-hmm. to make sure this is actually correct. Um, so anyway, yes, it, it is. And he had tweeted out, uh, Pat for Beak alert. Yes, the Anaheim GM is watching Oilers for a second straight night. Just walked into media room in Nashville. I know this is Twitter, but man, aren't you a writer? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. He's also but, old uh, as shit. He's like, he's got to be like 90. <laughs> he's been around for so long, man. Yeah. Um, he, he, he keeps putting out the, I've been, you know, I got to watch the, I got to watch Gretzky and the dynasty. Yeah. It's maybe time that you stop writing as well. Anyway, um, <laughs> enough about that. Uh, yeah. So there was, um, Kind of, there, there's been talking to Edmonton about uh, Jesse Puliyarvi at least, but mm-hmm. Carter, you had more about who the who Edmonton might be looking at. Yeah, it, yeah, it's mostly speculation, and also I see Ronnie uh, popping in, also better known as the Ronarchy on Twitter, What's uh, up, with, just with a single quack. So good to see you again. Also, Ali said, "Where's Thomas Hodges?" Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um. <laughs> But it's been it's, nothing but positive vibes tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, just the po- most positive that we've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what, what I'd said to you earlier, Nate, was was mostly speculation. I'd just seen somebody um, put a clip uh, on on Twitter, that, and I'll talk about it more once in a few minutes, just to I'll, I'll establish some context first. Yeah. Um, but I had mentioned maybe Max Comtois could be the return. Um, Max Com? Yes. And uh, but yeah, J- Jesse well, Puliyarvi is very. Uh, oh, you're, you're this close to being muted, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jesse Puliyarvi has been rumored to be out of Edmonton for basically as long as his entire he's, career. <laughs> he's been there, yeah. Um, and the most vocal oh. mouth has been Jim Matheson, who we just talked about. So thanks for that, buddy. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's been no secret he struggled in Edmonton. He, his confidence is very low. Um, he's best known as like a goal scorer, but he just hasn't been able to score goals in the NHL. So a, a change of scenery is probably what needs to happen. <laughs> oh, I, I just saw Ali's comment. I love the comments. Comment yeah. <laughs> Ali goes, like, kumquat, but dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly like that. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so a change of scenery is probably what's needed for Yesipuli Um and and really 
It's not like, okay, like I want to go to a contender. Like, where can I go? I have a no trade clause. It's no, literally whoever wants to take a chance on him can, can do so. Um, he's making $3 million this year on a one-year deal, and then he's open. So um, would Anaheim be a bad place for him? Probably not. He would have an opportunity to play pretty much anywhere in the lineup. Unfortunately, he just doesn't flourish in a top six role, at least with Edmonton because he doesn't seem to do well under pressure, but in a bottom six role, he's a big, heavy body. He likes to throw hits. Um, but yeah, and then I, I just saw um, some tweets about Max Comtois, like not from any reputable sources, but um, just so I don't, I, I don't know if somebody just like said, oh, this could be an interesting guy that maybe the Ducks are willing to get rid of, um, but I didn't, and, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. But I mean, Edmonton, is has been known to be looking for like a depth forward piece and it's obviously not going to be Zegris or Terry or McTavish or yeah and, and I think Henrique has a no trade clause I can with Silverberg um so Comtar kind of makes the most sense and I think he's also a guy that could benefit from a change of scenery as well so I think maybe that's where that stemmed from whether mm. it's there's any truth to it or not um I don't know what, what do you think Nate about Comtois needing a change of scenery like he's been better this season right but yeah and I think it's just last year just was a rough year for him because it, it was out there that he came to camp not great and he was just he was on his heels the entire time where it seems like this season he's just had you know his like cup is one or two injuries um that kind of held him back a little bit yeah otherwise He's been a lot better. I won't say he's been great because nobody overly has like mm-hmm. through the course of the season. We'll say, yeah. Um, but he's been a lot better though, and he's not. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I love Jesse Puliyarvi, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right, he can bring a lot to a team. I think. Um, I just don't know if, and maybe I'm getting picky. I don't know if Comtois, Comtois, the guy I would want to give up. For him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not saying it would be one for yeah. one. I don't. Even, I don't think that would be fair. I think Anaheim says no to that, a hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know because it's. Yeah, I, I just don't know what else he would include, and I don't even know like yeah. because Edmonton needs defense, but like I don't know who they would maybe want from Anaheim. <laughs> You're not getting any defense right? from uh, from Anaheim. We're looking for it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's why. It, I think they would be in the market for a forward, but like from Anaheim, but also if Verbeek is the one in Edmonton, it seems like he's the one scoping out guys. Yeah. Right? So maybe it's just, maybe it is to watch Yesipuliarvi and see if he thinks he could fit in with the team and just like get like a, a better view of what he could potentially bring to the Ducks or if he's like been asked about a specific guy and then wants to know kind of what like on the ducks going to Edmonton yeah. and then he wants to know kind of what Edmonton has in return but I'm trying to take a look at uh Capron as well because Edmonton is up against it um, yeah zero dollars projected so Max Comtois does make sense because if, if you were to go one for one um that does save the Oilers just south of a million dollars so maybe you throw in like I don't know like could maybe make something of like Comtois for Pouliarvi and like a third or a fourth. 
Yeah, just for that cap savings. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, trying to take a look at who else here. You're not... Jones isn't a guy that I would overly want to give up either. Mm. Yeah, Carrick's not going to be your depth scoring. Brett Leeson's not going to be either, especially the waiver claim. Yeah. Or Jason Magna. I... Yeah, like yeah, maybe Kong, Kong just to add like, is... more like physicality to the bottom six, but and he, yeah, but even then, I, unfortunately, Max Comtois is the guy that makes sense overall. Yeah, yeah. for for a for forward. Like yeah, this. the yeah. only other thing I could maybe see is like if they were interested in Shattenkirk, because like the one thing to me that's been missing on the back end is since Duncan Keith retired. Um, and just compared to last year, is just like the leadership on defense. And Kevin Shattenkirk is. Oh, I thought it was the old guy. Time, that's just so. not what he used to be. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like he's he can't really play up to what he used to be able to, but he's got good leadership. And you throw him on a third pairing role, run eleven and seven, just so that, and only play him like seven eight minutes or whatever, just to, so that he feels included. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but just like the the intangibles of Kevin Shattenkirk, I think could be intriguing. But like, I don't think you go that far out of your way to trade with Kevin Shattenkirk unless there's other guys involved like getting rid of Pooley RV plus um, actually Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk got a and modified Conqua, right? no trade so it includes a 12 team no trade list so he okay. might not even be able to go to Edmonton yeah. um, that being said though he's a UFA this coming season John Klingberg is also a UFA this season I'm wondering if it's maybe not we're halfway through December. Maybe it's not now, but maybe keep an eye for around the trade deadline. Yeah, probably. That, for for defensive end for Edmonton, because Evander Kane will also be coming back at some point this season, will he not? From yeah, him? probably around the trade Deadline. Yeah, so uh, there's... Actually a, around March, I think, because I think... So there's a, there's a boost months. to your offense, but I guess you need to... You know, need something in the playoff spot. Yeah. As a defensive dance partner, I would say wait for the trade deadline. Otherwise, I'd say that Comtois maybe makes the most sense. Unless there's somebody that Edmonton could send down. The the only other guy that I could think of for... Man, he, he hasn't even been here very long, but could maybe benefit for a different change of scenery based on past history, Frank Vetrano. Yeah. So Vetrano is yeah. making 3.65 compared to uh, Pugliarby's three. So Yeah, there would have to be salary retention there, but the he's also signed for, what, three years? Three years, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. because I know he was rumored to, or Toronto was rumored to have interest in him like a few weeks back, but yeah, kind of just fell apart. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it seems weird to trade a guy just after you yeah, sign you him in free agency, thought, yeah. but like... When the season is not going as you would expect, then I yeah. think you're kind of open to whatever. Well, and like I said, his shooting percentage this season is a lot lower than like oh, yeah. his career average. Is like, what do we say? His career average is like ten and a half or something like ten, that. And I think he's at yeah. four and a half right now. Like yeah. he's, it's not happening. So, yeah. Ali, it would be sad if Comtois went just like when Josh Manson went to the Avs. Yeah, it would yeah. be really. Well, it'd be really sad for everybody else. That's not me, since I like both teams. But, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I think it's just the, the the point that we're at now is I feel like it's it's a mix actually of both 
GMs that we've had in Murray's kind of left us in this rough position that is hard to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, for Beeks not making it any easier on himself, though, by not trying to improve the team through player personnel or through coaching. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's going to be interesting over the next few months because what the trade mm-hmm. deadline I think is in March this year. Yeah, it's usually end of February, but I think you're right. For some reason, it's like early, early March. Yeah. Um, March 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, quick comment, uh, sidetrack. I'm sure they mentioned it already, but Nate's looking good in that Mighty C, uh, Series TQR crew shirt. Thank you very much, my man. <laughs> He's like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just Nate, uh, Nate's fashion hype, man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so yeah, anyways, keep your eyes peeled for potential moves. I mean, if Verbeek is traveling to cities, like that means he is looking to do something. So yeah, yeah. we shall see what happens there. And it's especially interesting uh, for upcoming games um, as well. Oh, actually, sorry. One thing I was going to say about Comtois to Edmonton. Currently, Clem, Clem, sorry, Clem Costin is in a fourth line role with Edmonton. And him and Max Comtois face each other in the World Juniors like however many years ago, and um, Clean had some choice words about Comtois going down too easily and um, Ooh, okay. like, little brawls. And I mean, like, that was obviously, like, what, five, six years ago? So, yeah, like, it was a while. Who knows, but, yeah. Um, Sorry, really yeah. quickly, I, I wanted to double-check as well because one thing I thought of was Pooley Arvey, even with a no-trade clause, going, I'm not fucking going to Anaheim if Dallas Eakins is there. I thought they might have crossed paths, but, uh, no, Pooley Arvey missed Eakins by a season. I mean, he's probably heard the stories. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, upcoming games, we will get back to Edmonton in just a couple minutes. But first, we're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens. The Ducks are going to be there on Thursday afternoon at 4 p.m. Pacific time. As we talked about, they are just slightly ahead of the Sens in the standings. Actually, maybe tied now since the Sens got a couple points tonight, I think. Um, but... Yeah. yeah, I think they would jump the Sens by a point, if I remember correctly. Oh, have they now? Okay. Um, anyways. Or, oh, no, they, they would be tied. Yeah, you're right. They're tied now? Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, kind of right around that same ballpark. We already know what happened against the Sens both times this season, I suppose. So, um, not can't really take the Habs too lightly. But For nothing, Habs. For nothing. Yeah. Just the low bar um uh, honestly i i forgot what our predictions were for if, if you're watching you can oh shit it. i got for close toronto. to that toronto one. yeah <laughs> with the final being seven nothing i said five nothing and you said six nothing so oh <laughs> so the streak continues the time shut out you know what i am on the same train as you i don't think it's going to be quite as bad though i'm going to predict same score um as ottawa three nothing for that one all right, uh, and just to let everybody know as well, Montreal, uh, their home record this season is uh, 50-50, 7-7-0. Uh, uh, their last 10, they are 5-4-1. and one. And again, well, 500. Can, it, yeah, and again, and, uh, and again, their uh, DraftKings promo code THPN, negative uh, 145 uh, in favor for Montreal. They're on uh, a one-game winning streak right now. So There you go. Um, yeah, and then... The Edmonton Oilers, we will be wrapping up the road trip 
Oh, sorry. No, that's uh, only game four of the road trip. Jesus, it's felt yeah. like forever. And we're only, well, they played two <laughs> games two on games it. it. Christ. They um, were back-to-backs. Yeah. <laughs> Rough deal. Yeah, so in Edmonton uh, for the first meeting against the Oilers on Saturday. That is an afternoon game, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Um, if you're what, like, why so early? A, it's a Saturday. B, the NHL likes to give the Oilers early afternoon weekend games because of Leon Dreisaitl and they want... And the viewership um, in Germany. They want Germans to be able to watch the game live as well. Uh, As well as the people that, you know, actually pay to go to these games and live in the area and live on the same continent. So they find that nice (laughs) middle ground of too early in the afternoon and not and kind of too late in the the evening. But yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how, how the Ducks are... In afternoon games, I think we've only played one this season. Oh, uh, I think we played two, and we lost both of them pretty handedly. Yeah, it was um, the, that was the Winnipeg and Minnesota games. Minnesota was the other one. Yeah, Edmonton's not bad in them this season. I think they've like they've played like a few, like three over the last four weeks or something like yeah. that. Like these Saturday afternoon games, and I think they've won all of them. Maybe maybe lost one. I don't. I don't, I don't care enough to go look back at it, but. Anyway, currently, before they will play St. Louis, uh, before that, that'll be on Thursday. Um, as of right now, though, their Edmonton's home record is nine seven and zero, and their last ten, they are seven three and zero. Yeah. So, I mean, what did I guess at- for against the against the Canadians four nothing? You said four nothing. Yeah. Okay, I'm going six nothing against against. Uh, Oilers. Oh, what? You're not going to go 7 nothing like Toronto? We're just that much, just a slight bit worse? Oops, no, because because uh, the East Coast bias has the Leafs better than uh, than the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <And> their offense. <laughs> um, are, are you just predicting shutouts until proven otherwise? Yep. Just okay. like I'm I, not predicting an Anaheim win until I was proven otherwise. <laughs> fair. I, I'm kind of going along the same boat here as well. But also, my years of being an Oilers fan have shook me <laughs> as like the the Oilers streak breaker, or like the Edmonton streak breakers. So like I'm kind of concerned at the same time, because like fuck, leave it to Edmonton to be the ones to give the Ducks another regulation win and turn the tables, and it's actually a three nothing Anaheim win. Yeah, I would really just <laughs> make my Saturday peachy. Although, can I really lose in this situation? I don't know if I can. So either I, we have a good episode on Sunday, or because well, the and the Ducks win, or Edmonton wins, and we see McMagic, and then that makes me happy. So I don't know. I kind of win and both lose in both scenarios. So I don't know. This is hard for me. I, I really don't know what to put. Um, I don't know. I'll say the same that I did for Toronto. I guess I'll be boring like Nate and just say five nothing. <laughs> You win in, you win more in your heart, but you lose because you have to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know. That's that's what's going on <sighs> for the next couple of days. So in other words, if people ask what you're doing on Thursday night or Saturday afternoon, you don't have plans. You you, you take those yeah. and you run with it. So Or you're crying yourself to sleep. Um yeah. Speaking of crying yourself to sleep, uh, that's also been the San Diego Gulls as of uh, late. 
losing three nothing to the Calgary Wranglers, which we were at that game. Uh, if you want to hear our experience about that, you can go listen to the start of the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. Followed by losing again to the Calgary Wranglers for four straight against the Wranglers alone. Uh, 5-2 on Sunday. And tonight they are currently playing the Abbotsford Canucks right now. Uh, last we saw was 4-3 for Abbotsford. Yeah. Do you have third, what the update score is? Yeah, third period just started. It is still 4-3. Okay. So no goals so we'll have scored that in the last for, minute yeah. and a half of the second and the first 30 seconds of the yeah. third. <laughs> so we'll have that final, I guess, uh, next week for you. Uh, coming up next is uh, December 16th against the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Okay, whoever came up with that name, Coachella Firebirds. That enough would have been fine. That's a fucking mouthful. Jesus Christ. Uh, December 17th uh, against the Tucson Roadrunners as well. Uh, currently, the San Diego Gulls are running a 6-18-0 record, good for 10th in the Pacific Division. There's only 10 teams in the Pacific Division. Uh, your top five players, uh, starting from five, going up to one. Ole Levy with 12 points, one goal on the season. Uh, Daniel Reagan, 16 points, uh, two goals. Nicholas Brilliard, 16 points and three five goals? goals. What? I thought oh, you were going yeah. one, two, one, three. Two, three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, with five goals. Uh, ben Grew with 17 points and six goals. And Rocco Grimaldi, 21 points and 10 goals. Ali says here, imagine losing in front of the Quack Report pod. Yeah, we just we just oozed disappointment towards the bench. I just ooze whatever I ate at the game that night, which I think was like two slices of pizza and two pocket dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it was a, it was a rough and, ride and, and home. A beer. <laughs> Windows were down and everything. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, he was he was well behaved. Ronnie oh. um, uh, also sorry. says here. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, about the Montreal game. When watching the Montreal game, this is for all Ducks fans listening. Be sure to make our version of poutine, carne asada fries. It helps to eat the feeling sometimes. Okay, someone's got to explain to that. What, uh, explain to us what that is. And then Ali says, "I th- was thinking our v- version of poutine was." Oh, she put the pronunciation before elote. Is that what it is? I want to say elote because it looks like a moat, but I think it's elote. Is that right? Elote. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, was it carne asada? I feel like I've heard that. It's not the. Actually, I don't know what that is. Carne asada. It's a dish. Nate, if you had to guess what carne asada was, what, what do you think it would be? Why do I feel like it's like chili fries or something? What what are the what's the chili made out of? Uh like beef and beans, I don't know. There you go. Beef. Yeah. Carne asada is grilled and sliced beef. Beans. Usually, <laughs> usually chunk steak. <laughs> no, yeah, <not> beef. <laughs> not beans. Beans. <laughs> Uh, though skirt steak or flank steak can also be used. It is usually marinated, then grilled or seared to impart a charred flavor. Carne asada can be served on its own or as an ingredient in other dishes. Its origins are Mexican and Latin America. That is from Wikipedia. Nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Simplyrecipes.com says uh, it's served so... or um, Is the thinly sliced grilled beef served so often in tacos and burritos? Oh, okay. So it's just like a very specific way of cooking beef, beef. I suppose. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, yes. Here we go. Elote. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I realized I said Ben Gruitt. Yeah, Bo, you're right. <laughs> You've been doing no, the last few weeks and I just haven't corrected I, I yet. Just, but... <laughs> I've just fucked up. That's all it is. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, it's each time like I know it's Bo and I just look and I go, Ben. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I guess it's technically like Benoit Olivier grew. Yeah, so but it's like Bo B-O. Is B-O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronnie also says... Uh, so I guess that, I'm not technically wrong, but... <laughs> it sounds like a 60s hot rod car, the Coachella Firebird. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like the, the cousin of the Pontiac Thunderbird. <laughs> oh, okay, you know what? It's a good thing, actually, that we're on the food talk here. Do you want to hit the uh, what's quacking button and we can get the hell out of here after? Let's do it. <laughs> Because uh, speaking of food, I still haven't had supper yet either. So, oh um, all right. So we got a two parter here, actually. Hell yeah. We got the because on TikTok, you can uh, like stitch videos. So like bring up like 10 seconds or less of somebody else's video and then like kind of have almost like a like a your reply to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the original video that we have here is uh is from David and seven nine seven three uh on TikTok here. And I'm okay. just how the hell do I ready video file? There we go. <laughs> Couldn't remember how to do this, but it's been a while. Um and uh he ordered something brilliant, I think. At uh I I know you especially, Carter, but we we love our Wendy's. Oh yes. So I think we might have to do this sometime. I'm just going to turn it down a little bit here. Okay, Much here we go. I was feeling hungry when I went to Wendy's <laughs> and asked for the biggest burger they had on the menu. And it was a nine patty burger. <laughs> and that was from Wendy's. Just wanted to share it with you guys on TikTok. Never knew they had a big burger like that. I sound like that guy. Or it's, it's, sorry. <laughs> It sounds like that guy is seconds away from a heart attack. Yeah. He's probably only like This is gonna send burger. him on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that thing oof. looks massive though. The the most that I have ever done was that I attempted their triple baconator, which is actually like it's listed it's on the menu. Like when you yeah. and, and and that's pretty big too, because that's it is a big burger, yeah. That is three patties, and then in between each layer is the bacon. Yeah. And then I um I also went for the large combo whereas normally I go for the medium because a medium there is like a large anywhere else. So I was like, "You know yeah. what? This is like a challenge. Let's see what, if I can do it." <laughs> and it was a long time ago and I've suffered a lot of brain damage since then, so I uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember how I did, but I feel like I ate most of it at least. Like I finished the burger and probably made it through most of the fries. But, like, I, I felt very gross. So I could not imagine even attempting this. I still just remember us going to uh, McDonald's and we asked for a triple Big Macs. And they said that that wasn't a thing. So we got double yeah. Big Macs and a uh, and a McDouble, put those together. Yeah. And, and that was large that was fries and Cokes. And, yeah, that... that actually hurt me yeah um, uh, to be 16 and like basically indestructible when it came to food like that was a fun time <laughs> if i did that now i would be like dude i don't know I, for I, a week i think we got to do this wendy's thing though i i honestly this is not something i'm going to be able to eat with like two hands kind of thing oh, this no, is going to be a like fork. a fork and knife meal but i oh, yeah. i, I, I yeah, kind of yeah, want to yeah. attempt this not gonna lie 
Um, I, I would literally die. That's so much. <laughs> Ali says here, uh, wait, no, if you're doing that, uh, in and out is so much better. You can get a four by four plus flying Dutchman's, which is uh, patties and cheese. Uh, to make your own nine by nine or more, I guess, if you want to die. Unfortunately, in and outs not a thing in Canada. So it would have to be yeah. whenever we're able to go down to the States next. Um, but uh, yeah, so to follow up, this uh, was a stitch by Jordan underscore the underscore stallion eight, which I think I've shared one of his videos. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. On here. But uh, yeah, he had to uh, respond uh to this so you're gonna hear the first couple of seconds of the video that we had just shared and then uh jordan is gonna come in with uh he's doing the story doing this newfangled because... uh stitch thing that you were talking about that all the kids are doing <laughs> is that right yeah because uh he, he wants to try it he wanted to try it himself here uh there we go yes and ask for the biggest burger they had on the menu so I got curious, right? I saw this and then I went over to the Wendy's that I live near. I said, hey, do you guys have a nine patty burger? The person at the front didn't know what I was talking about. So she called her manager. Manager comes over. I said, hey, do you guys have a nine patty burger? The manager looked stunned. He pulls me over to the side, whispers to me, he says, how do you know about the T-Rex burger? <laughs> I'm like, what's the T-Rex burger? He said the T-Rex burger is a nine patty burger that Wendy's would sell for $22. However, they stopped doing it officially. But he says that if you go to the right Wendy's, they'll still sell you the burger. And I was like, well, well, let me get one. He looked at me and said, I don't think you can handle it. He's like, I'm doing you a favor. I'm not going to sell it to you. So now I got to go find a different Wendy's. I'm going to try this burger. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's absolutely nice. I want to do this now. <laughs> I want to do this. We have to do this, Carter. You just want to know if the Wendy's in our town, I guess we have two, if the two Wendy's in our towns sell the T-Rex burger. And if not, ask them to do it and I want to try to eat this. I, I highly doubt it because the Wendy's in our towns aren't even open past 6 p.m. Fucking yeah, embarrassing. Fair <laughs> pull up that clip you opened the show with. It's fucking embarrassing, man. <laughs> Hate it. I love Wendy's, but the ones in our towns oh. suck. Yeah, breakfast isn't late enough at like i haven't tried wendy's breakfast yet i want to actually yeah because it's only 11 i don't want greasy yeah. gross breakfast before 11 i want it at dinner time so like yeah. give me all day breakfast or don't give me breakfast at all exactly unless you're a and w then well but because the a and w breakfast i would have before then because it's actually really good but now they have all day breakfast so life is good but yeah <laughs> anyways them and uh the breakfast burritos from mcdonald's those have to be on the all-day breakfast menu. They're only offered until 11. Yeah. I love those they burritos. They're so damn good. Seriously, <laughs> I would stop. I would actually stop eating, like, McDoubles, except for, like, you know, coming home from, like, a night out kind of thing. I would stop eating, like, burgers and whatnot from McDonald's if they had those burritos all day. I love those. Oh, yeah. Those are good. I don't eat breakfast food normally. Like, just because I miss breakfast, like I'll just normally eat like around lunch. That's when I get hungry. Mm -hmm. But I love breakfast food alone, so I need that option, please. <laughs> yeah, Ronarchy says, uh, "I know, I know his name says Ronnie, but it's Ronarchy." Uh, <laughs> says triple Big Mac. That sounds awesome. It was, it was. good. It yeah. was in the moment. Yeah, um, and then and Ali, uh, that sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah, 
Ali says, rip TQR pod, death by burger. Died too soon, but probably the best considering how the ducks are playing. <laughs> Facts. Uh, yeah. Um, uh. Oh, yeah. Ronicky also asked, what should we eat for an Edmonton game? I've been trying to think of it. Ali, what, what did she say here? Ronicky, eat for an Edmonton game. Rice cereal and water. Bland, <laughs> bland I'm assuming, like McDavid's personality. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know, Edmonton is not that exciting that of a place would. that they have their own, like, food culture. I think they have a lot of, like, pizza joints, I guess. Actually, yeah. they have, like, actually, they have a pretty large, like, Asian population. So okay. maybe maybe some sort of Asian cuisine. Yeah. But, yeah, not cultured enough to, <laughs> to know. <laughs> I don't know. Just go with Allie's. Just the, 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 <laughs> the rice, rice cereal and water. Yeah. <laughs> Throw in maybe some rusty nails for the, the for uh, Dreisaitl there and his just <laughs> German um, stoicness, I guess. Not stoicness. What's the word? You know what I'm trying to say? Uh, kind of. Um, I can't think of the word either. Yeah. I don't know. It's too late. We've, <laughs> we've been at this for two hours, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, it was just a long and hard week with, you know, all these goals against. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> and it's only Wednesday. We still have two more to go this week. Jeez. So, oh. yeah, we will be back on Monday for another episode of the Quack Report. Maybe we'll have a goal to talk about. If we do, then maybe we'll just make that the only focal point. That's that's how low yeah, we the bar is set. Holy shit. Just one goal. Just, that's all we want. Please, Anaheim. Over two Some, games. I, I don't care if it's the nicest goal Trevor Zegers has scored in his young career or if it's a uh, goal that goes off of Sam Carrick's ass. I just want a goal to talk about. Please. <laughs> Somebody. Oh. Somebody give us. Yes. Yeah. Please, goals. Please, uh, Allie, we will determine when we'll do a watch along um, before next episode. We'll let you know. Yeah. So, okay. Nate, if people want to uh, give you their final words and condolences before you attempt the T-Rex burger. Where can they do that at? <laughs> uh, you can do that on Twitter at Tate Nomas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. And if you want to tell me how much the Oilers suck, just to help you feel better before this game against uh, the Oilers. You can do it in Saturday. the comments right now. You still got time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can do that. And if you miss your chance, at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S <laughs> underscore 97 on Twitter. At Quack Report Pod is where you can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you guys very much for listening. And please, God, give us a goal. Yeah.